Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. Welcome to Picks and Parlays here on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, also streaming live on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Find me on Twitter, at Nick Eber, along with my lovely co-host, Allie, plus money, honey. She's also on Twitter. It's you can find me at Plus Money Honey. Yeah, make it easy for you. Well, happy Wednesday, February the 19th, 2020, everybody. This a momentous day. Happy National Chocolate Mint Day. Allie, where is my chocolate mint? Um, I ate it on the way oh, here. Oh, typical. Can't trust you. And then I you. ate mine, too. Can't <laughs> trust you with anything. Honestly, well, look, we got a big show today. Shall we start with some Major League Baseball futures? Because you know the baseball season, Allie. Creeps up on you. It's like right around the corner. Everybody's favorite doping, sign-stealing sport is right <laughs> here, just around the corner. We're going to hit it with the AL West and the AL East. little future action along with Damian Omen-Sosh. I'm excited. I haven't heard him talk baseball yet, so I'm really excited to hear what he has to say about it. Well, you're going to actually participate in that conversation, yep, Ali. And then sure we're going to move right along with Higgy Pop himself, Sean Higgs. College basketball Wednesday. Ali, what are we covering with the Sean? Well, Sean, I'm going to talk to you about Auburn and Georgia. I think it's going to be a really good matchup. And then also Cal and Washington State. All right, I'm going to cover Butler's, Butler Seton Hall and Cal Washington State. And just to make it quick, because we're going to move right along after that, mm -hmm. El Huapo himself will be here for some uh, college basketball rapid fire. Syracuse, Louisville, Auburn, Georgia, Duke, North NC State, Villanova, DePaul, Tulsa, Houston, K-State at Texas Tech. I know you could have said it, Allie, but we're running out of time. So... <laughs> I mean, it is a rapid fire. So. I know, exactly. Let's yeah. fire it rapidly. <laughs> All right, we're going to be right back after the break. But, but, before we do that, make sure you grab a pen, piece of paper, unless you're driving, in which case don't be a fool, okay? Because we're going to give a lot of free picks on this show. And if you go to our website, picksandparlays.net, you will see not only free picks, but our expert picks are there for the picking. We'll be right back after this. Hey, welcome back. Picks and Parlays, Nick Eber and the Plus Money Honey herself, Ali Burns. To my left, or your right, depending on how you're looking at it. Great to be with you, Picks and Parlays. You can find us on the web, picksandparlays.net. By the way, we'd love to hear from you during the show. All you have to do is find us on social media, search Picks and Parlays or, hash, or hashtag Parlay Radio, and our intrepid and genius production team will see your comment, put it up on the screen, and we will bring you into the show, even if it's rude, even if it's very rude, but if it's too rude, we'll still bring you in because, you know... <laughs> I don't know. I was saying no. We just agreed on that. I well, you know, that's right. It's You're British. You like I'm too overriding rude. you, Allie. I'm rude. just I'm louder than you and I'm bigger than you. Therefore, <laughs> I, what I say goes. I disagree. I'm from Texas and I'm, I feel like uh, I'm louder I than know. you. I know. Talk to the hand. I get it. All right. <laughs> well, speaking of talking to the hand, we're not going to bring a hand in. We're going to bring in Damien Omen Sosh. Let's talk a little major league baseball futures. Damien, welcome to the show. You ready to talk a little MLB? I am, guys. How you doing? It's great to be here. Doing well. Thank you. It's always good to see good. your face, Damien. Let's start, shall we? You as well. <laughs> Let's start. Allie, what are you doing, east or west? I'm going to go west because, like I said, I'm from Texas. Unfortunately, my team is in the west. I think unless you've been living under a rock or just don't have a television, that's been the main thing that everyone's talking about in MLB right now is the Astros and the sign-stealing scandal and how many other teams it affected and yada 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 i'm over it but here's what's important right astros minus 275 they won 100 games for three straight seasons there's also a really fun stat on this that there's a total out there how many how many batters are going to get hit by a ball totals at 87 and a half what do you think about this damien 
Um, obviously, the Astros have a target on their back. Um, <laughs> that's definitely evident with the over 87 and a half batters. Um, I think that's going to go over. I, I see these guys, obviously, from the comments made about players around the league, they're not happy with what happened with the Astros, and, and rightfully so. I, I mean, it, it, what they did is just – it's just um, – it's awful. It is. I mean, you've got, I just saw recently LeBron James making comments about this now uh, as like uh, Manfred needs to, to do something, you know, but it is what it is. I, I mean, when I look at the Astros, they still have the best team on paper in this division. You just have to wonder how much of an impact this cheating scandal is going to have in them throughout the season. I, I think it's really unfortunate. I, in my, you know, spare time my side hustle i umpire baseball it's literally my job to make sure that everybody is following the rules of baseball this is hold, my home hold on team. a second can you be bought for the right amount of money with the right decisions no I'm, oh sorry i shouldn't ask that i know Oops. <laughs> no. sorry absolutely not um so i totally agree I feel that all the players should be penalized here. I think, you know, they did it with Pete Rose. We don't hear about Pete Rose things happening. They did it with the Black Sox. We don't hear about Black Sox things happening like that anymore. So you got to do it with the Astros to ensure that it doesn't happen in the future. Okay, so let's move on to who I really like. I don't take minus 275. They don't call me the plus money, honey, because I take favorites. I really like the A's, all right? They're plus 400. They've had back-to-back 97-win seasons, and it seems like they're always on the wrong end of the wild card. What do you think about the athletics? I do like the A's this year. Um, they won 97 games, you know, last year for the second year in a row. They keep losing in that wild card game. Um, they have a solid starting rotation. They have fires. It's, it's going to be interesting with the Astros. He's the whistleblower. Uh, they're in the same division, so that could be very interesting. But that might play um, into the A's hands because they have a pretty good pitching staff behind them. Uh, Manea, Montas, Lazardo, those guys can they can really throw it, you know. And they're probably the best offensive team in all of baseball, in, in my opinion. If they can bolster their bullpen a little bit, I think that's definitely a solid play on the Oakland A's. I can, um, like I mentioned earlier, the Astros. You just wonder how that scandal is going to affect them. The Astros are getting older. Verlander, Granke, you're going to be 36 this year. I think the A's are definitely worth a play here um, to take the division. All right. One more real quick. The Angels at plus 650. I'm totally unimpressed with the Angels. I don't give a crud about Mike Trout, but they haven't even had a postseason appearance <laughs> since 2010. Okay, like whatever. But even though they missed out on Garrett Cole, they did pick up Rendon. Otani is going to be returning. Give me something quick about the Angels. You know, um, the Angels, they brought in Joe Madden for the manager. I think he's mm-hmm. going to help them. Um, I think he's going to get more wins. The Angels, I, they just, they always disappoint. And to be honest, I just don't see them as much more than a 500 team again this year. I know they brought in Rendon, but they missed out on Garrett Cole. And that's was the big prize. That's who they wanted to go after. They missed out on him. Rendon's great. I mean, but he can't pitch. And yeah. that's the big problem there. Um, the starting pitching they had the second worst ERA, their starters in the majors behind Colorado last year. They added Dylan Bundy and who, um, I'm sorry, Julio Tehran and free agency. They're okay, but that's not enough to push them over the, over the hump. In my opinion, I still see them right around 500, maybe a little bit over 500. I don't see them making the, the playoffs yet again this year. I totally agree. I'm glad you 
I'm glad you said that, so I don't feel like I'm crazy. <laughs> All right, Nick. All right, over to the AL East. Now, Damian Omen-Sosh, did I just hear you say that the Angels always disappoint? That's just what I would expect from the Antichrist, hey, okay? Ah, let's just well, leave it right there, right now. Let's talk about the AL East. And speaking of the Antichrist, let's talk about the New York Yankees. Uh, they finished last season with, what, 105 wins? Please, please tell me coronavirus or something is going to hit them hard this year. <laughs> Man, I'll tell you what, you look at this division, the Yankees are minus 800 for a reason. Um, I, I don't see anybody touching them. You know, they, they had the best team, uh, really, it, it, up, up and down the lineup. When I looked at them, they had 30 guys on the injured list last year, um, which they had more, more stints on the DL than any team in all of baseball, and they still won 103 games. So now they go out, and what do they do? They add... Um, Garrett Cole <laughs> to a rotation where you already have Tanaka, Severino, German, Paxton, their, their bullpen. They got Chapman closing. It, the Yankees are just top to bottom. Uh, nobody's going to touch them in this le in this division. Um, I mean, some teams are, are maybe worth a flyer on, uh, but really, I, I can't see anybody but the Yankees. But there's no there's no value in taking a minus 800 Yankees. That's for sure. Well, maybe they should do spring training in China. Maybe the rest of the league would encourage <laughs> them, maybe even buy them a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of the Astros and their little whoops problem, by the way, we can relate this straight to what's happening in England right now with, you know, the reigning champion, Manchester City, being docked and fined and banned from European play because of, you know, falling afoul of the rules and cheating. Be nice to see the same sort of thing happen here, but it does seem like it's going to be whitewashed. Let's talk about the Red Sox because uh, they were as implicated in this as anybody else. Yeah, you know, they lost uh, their manager, Carlos Beltran, was a, a fallout as a result of this. Um, you know, the Red Sox, they're, they're looking to, to slash payroll here. You know, they traded Mookie Betts, got rid of David Price in the trade to the Dodgers. Um you know, they still have some good players in there, Martinez, uh, Devers, Bogarts. So I think they're still going to be formidable, but they still need to, to improve that pitching staff. Chris Sale yeah. had an off year last year. I think he's going to be improved this season. Um, he really he can't get much worse than what he was last year. Really a big disappointment. But I just don't think that the Red Sox have enough. I mean, they're going to be good. I, I see them win about eh, between 85 and 90 games, which is nothing so more to than sneeze last at. Season. But, yeah, yeah, I, I think, well – you know, I actually do think they win more. The thing that's going to be huge in Major League Baseball this year is the new rule that they brought in. You really need to take a look at teams' bullpens because a reliever that comes in now must face three batters. So that's going to be huge. You want to take a look at guys that have – the teams that have really good bullpens. Um, the Red Sox had 31 blown saves last year, so maybe I do go under that win total um, after all. You know, I, I mean, they do still have a good lineup, but – the pitching is just going to take its toll on them. Nice. By the way, Brian Bittler piped up on Facebook, said he thought the Angels were going to have a good season this year. They were going to finally get it done, even with Trout. Okay. Oh, that's silly. Very quickly, because we just got a minute left. Um, so Yankees are one. Is it still going to be Tampa Bay two? I think so. Um, I, I really do. Uh, they won 96, la 96 games last year. You know, I'm not a huge fan of what they did in the offseason. They let some guys go that I really thought they might want to seal up. Um, Travis Darno, uh, Avisio Garcia. They let them go in free agency. They traded away Tommy Fan. They got back um, Hunter Renfro. Um, he had 33 home runs last year, but he only hit 216. Uh, but they still have the best pitching staff in that division behind the New York Yankees. And I, I see them as 
the other benefit, they get to play the Orioles a bunch of times. So that's always a, a benefit right. there as well. Damien, Omen, Sosh, always a pleasure. Great having you on. You can find Damien at picksandparlays.net along with uh, 34 of our other finest handicappers that we have. Pick up their expert picks now. And coming up, we will search and destroy some quality free picks with Higgy Pop. That's right, Sean Higgs coming up right after the break. Welcome back, Picks and Parlays. I'm your host, Nick Eber. Find me on Twitter at Nick Eber, and you can find my lovely co-host, 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 <laughs> Ali Plus Money, <laughs> Honey Burns. <laughs> but now, was that your female wrestler name? Yes. Okay. Yes. I had to retire. It was a shoulder injury. Yeah. But, uh, you know. Catch but I see you're still stuff. wearing the leotard. Oh, you can't see that beneath you. Okay, never mind. All <laughs> right. Uh, down. <laughs> okay. Uh, time for college basketball. Who better to talk a little college ball with than our good friend himself, Higgy Pop? Sean Higgs. Higgy, how are you? You doing? know, at least Ali's wearing leot leotard stretch pants there. When I was doing a show, Nick, you had no pants on. Underneath oh, the, say, the, the he never table. wears pants. Are you kidding me? <laughs> how dare you, sir? Yeah, but not, uh, a banana hammock straight out of Europe, like, <laughs> like an Englishman. Yes, the uh, the uh, the Borat man thong. I like to wear those Euro yes. thongs whenever I can. I had to sign like a thing before I started <laughs> okay. working here. Okay. All right, let's get to it, shall we? We do have a whole bunch of games, and I want to make sure I get them in order here. So why don't we start with my favorite, the Butler Bulldogs at Arr, them Pirates That's of it. Seton Hall, laddie, Arr. Yes. Where did the Pirates of Seton Hall make them Butler yes. Bulldogs walk the plank? He asks, saying, I This is what he does. Uh, the Bulldogs, 19 and 7, 12, 12, and 2 against the spread. They're 4 and 6 in the last 10, coming off a 66 73 loss to Georgetown. By the way, Big East here, in case you didn't know that. 4 and 4 straight up against the spread, and on the road, 7 and 6 in conference. They've gone under in four of the last six. David, Thompson, and Smiths, they're all out. So they've got three injuries, three starters not playing. That could be a problem. Then Pirates, on the other hand, laddie. Aye. What are you showing me? Nothing. Okay. <laughs> They're 18 and 7, 15 and 9, and 1 against the spread. 7 and 3 in the last 10, but they are 2 and 3 after having their 10 game winning streak snapped. I mean, they went from incredible to mediocre in what, five games. They're 9 and 3 straight up, 7 4 1 <laughs> against the spread, uh, and at home. They're 10 and 3 in conference. They've got injuries to Brody and Thompson. They've gone over in six of the last nine. And then Pirates, laddie, they are six and a half points. Aye, Duckett's favorite there at uh, 134 points. Do we like that total? Do we like to lay the points with Seton Hall or what? I got to say, you got this quote from Kevin Willard after his last game. He's talking about, I got a guy that's moody, doesn't want to go to practice and play hard. I have another guy who played 25 minutes, can't make a shot. I have another guy who gets embarrassed defensively, nobody wants to practice. If the bench is going to get shortened, we might use six guys. He, I mean, this is him after a loss. That's I mean, we got players with bad attitudes, he said. I mean, where is this team's, I mean, beginning of the year, let's remember, this team actually, like, uh, Michigan State out of the gate, they're, they're number one team back in November. Played here at Newark, three-point loss for uh, the Hall. And, again, these, the Hall is a top-10 team. What has happened that the, yeah. uh, you're getting this kind of player language? And he said, I got three players out for Butler, but I'm liking the six points. Where are these guys' hearts? If you're not going to practice after a loss like that and, and, you're, and, you're, and you're the guy who's getting beat defensively, 
Uh, and the coach basically says he's not playing you this game. So, I mean, where are you going with that? So I think Seton Hall's got some problems here, and this is a team a lot of people thought could make a deep run into March. Right. Uh, definitely a, a easy second week and probably a, a Sweet 16, probably a Final 8 run at, at the minimum to get to the Final 8. And Butler, again, the injuries, you know, there's no depth there. But I'm going to take a shot with the, the points here in the six just because the Hall's either going to rally or they're going to fall apart. So I, I don't know which way to go. If I'm getting six points with a team, and listen, Butler's just as desperate here themselves, losers. Right. Uh, you know, six of their last ten. They got to get their their ship strained out too before the uh, Big East tournament. So I'm going to take the points here okay. with Butler, and uh, I'm just that's just based on I think I don't think the Hall's going to come together. Uh, it's a lot of moping faces after practice. All right, so I think it is have... actually six and a half. So we're taking Butler at plus six and a half, or has that shifted? Is it Let's six go. now? Okay, all right. Oh, I'm six, six, six. It doesn't make a difference. I, you know, this kind of game is going to be last second shot anyway. It's going to be down to the wire. Yeah. Uh, Allie, what's going on with Auburn at the University of Georgia? All right, so give me a pick. Number 13, Auburn, 22-3, and three, coming off a loss at Missouri. That was a cruddy game, 85-73. to 73. They won seven in a row before that, so sometimes I kind of like when my team takes a loss because you, you got to keep moving forward. Remember that you're not invincible. They're number two in the SEC, four and three on the road, nine and three in conference. They're going to be playing Georgia, who's 12-13. and 13. They lost four in a row, lost to Texas A&M, 74 to 69. Now, I might like this spot if Auburn weren't just coming off of a loss, but I think Auburn's got to kick it into gear here. I'm showing Auburn minus three, total at 150. Who do you play? I get three, and I got to say, this looks so low, minus three. I, I mean, this is a team in Georgia that's two and ten in SEC play, terrible. And Auburn just got run out by Missouri. Let's not forget, on the show, we had Alabama. They ran them out by 20 on the road. They lost mm-hmm. by what, uh, 15 to, to Florida on the road. So yep. losing by double digits on the road is nothing new to this team. Yeah. So the three looks a little light to me. You know, it's kind of like easy money off a bad loss double digit. But on the flip side, I just I can't get behind Georgia. Georgia's a bad team. I, they're not as good as Florida. They're not as good as Alabama. Um, not even on Missouri's level. I mean, lower yeah. level, I should say. So, I, again, 22-3, and three, you got to chip in some losses. I understand that point of thing. I'm going to have to lay it here. It might be a square square play, minus a three, but it, you can't be losing to a 2-10 and 10 team in conference play. It can't be happening. And you can't be losing by d- double digits either. I mean, yeah. like, come on. You lose double digits. Again, good luck losing by 15, 20 points. That's not good when you're a, supposedly a top five or top ten team. You know, so I'm going to lay it here with Bruce Pearl. Uh, Tom Green's, you know, he's taking over. It's going to take a while for him to get his players in there, his kind of system. So that's why they're struggling at 2 and 10. But I'll lay the 3. It's low. Sometimes you got to go square. But it's tough for me to take that because my heart wants to take Georgia, but I can't. The numbers, I just they're, – they're too ugly for me. I think I Auburn's got to really – I get scared that like minus three is like a sucker bet, like but but they can't, you know. Why isn't it Oregon and stuff like minus three? Oh, I'll jump all over plus three Auburn, yeah, yeah, but or minus three Auburn, but it can get a little bit iffy sometimes. Yeah, no, I agree because I'm like ah three, like five or six. I'd rather feel better laying more points than it's something looks too easy to the to the naked eye, you know. But exactly, I don't know. Listen, you can't put away a two and ten team. Yeah. I get it. I don't want to hear, you know, come on. Bruce you got to get, you, gotta you, know get, you got right. conference tournaments coming up and any NCAAs. You got to get straight on the road. You got to be able to win on the road if you want to do anything with this with college basketball. Come on. Absolutely. All right, Nick, All where right, are we going next? All right, next up, we got uh, Tulsa versus Houston, the Golden whoa, Hurricanes. Whoa, Tulsa, Houston. Uh, whoa, that's, what's that? I got Providence, Georgetown. What are we doing here? 
that's also you think, isn't it? Oh, are we wrong here? Cal Washington State? Hold on, hold on. Okay, Providence, Georgetown. Yeah, okay, let's do Cal Washington State as well. No, Uh, Providence, Georgetown. There we go. Let's have a little religious moment here with the Friars against the Hoyas. The Friars from Providence are 14 and 12, 11, 14 and 1 against the spread. They're 4 and 6 in the last 10, coming off a shock win over them Pirates of Seton Hall, laddie. Ah. Yes. Uh, they're three and six straight up. They're four, four and one against the spread on the road. They're seven and six in conference, which, by the way, are kind of under the radar. Actually, they're over five hundred. They're under in four of the last six. And the Hoyas of Georgetown are fifteen and ten, twelve, twelve and one against the spread. They're five and five in the last ten on a two-game winner right now, coming off a uh, coming off a win, I believe, to, against Butler. Is that a win or a loss? That was Butler, have to be yeah. a win. Oh, they, was that? They beat Butler. Yeah. They beat Butler. Yeah, yeah that's, that's why it's a two-game win streak. Yeah, I need another drink later on. <laughs> Ten and five straight up, six, eight, and one against the spread at home. Five and seven in conference. Uh, Yurt seven and McClung are out of the game. They've gone over in four of the last five. But I didn't get any line or points on this. So what do you have? I'm seeing five and one forty-five is an early number starting to creep in here for Georgetown. And you know who thought Georgetown sitting at fifteen and ten? You mentioned the seven and six for Providence. How about five and seven Georgetown? But yeah, Georgetown is a team knocking on the NCAA door here. They're a last team out. Yeah, they're, 46 in the net, 47 in Kempom, 60 in the BPI. And here they are in the NCAA, seven scholarship players. They lost their best players back in December, and they're still hanging tough. It's bizarre. I mean, I could get a whole nother rant how I'd like to see different schools in there by instead of 500 uh, record teams out of the Big East and Big Ten. But listen, Georgetown needs the win. It's five. Let's go. Get it done. They've been doing it all year. I mean, I don't, you're sitting here on the bubble. Beat a bad Providence team. I mean, they're 14 and 12. They're nothing special, though. I don't know. I just can't see them. You you got they beat the hall. You got Georgetown coming in, beating Butler. Two good wins for both programs. But a loss here for Georgetown. Forget it. They're out. They're not going to be able to recoup that uh, even going on the road and beating Providence down the road for their for the rankings and how they get all these ratings for uh, the big dance and stuff like that. So I'm going to go Georgetown just simply based on they're the team that needs them more. What's next, Allie? All right, we got to make it quick, but I'm going to talk Cal and Washington State. Cal is 10 and 15. They just lost to ASU, 80 to 75. That made four straight losses. They are second to last in the Pac-12, sandwiched above Washington and below Washington State. That's who they're going to go see. Washington State, 15 or 14 and 12. They've lost their last two. USC, 70 to 51 at USC. Uh, 11 and 3 at home, 5 and 8 in conference. I'm showing Washington State minus 5 and a half. That total went from 130 and a half to 132 and a half. What do we think about this one? Yeah, this, I mean, we'll go end the night with an ugly game here. I, I, I actually like the under 132 and a half. Boo and their second lead is out for Washington State. I get it. They got LB, probably an NBA guy if he wants to jump ship, scoring 19 a game. But the Cal team, I, I think they're just going to struggle here on the road, man. They're 0-8 away, you know, 4-8 in conference play. They're, this is a – man, how far have they fallen since the Jason Kidd days of, like, 20 years ago? I mean, this program – you got – look at his scores. They got four guys, 9, 8, 8, and 7 points. I mean, like, where where are you scoring here? Washington State turns the ball over just 11 times a game, one of the best in the league at not turning over. I'm going to go under. The total went up. I don't Unless the guy's playing, I, it, I just got it off the site that he's he's out. The coach said he's not playing this week. So I don't oh, see no. him uh, 
I don't know why that total went up like that because coach said that their second leader scorer is out today. He's definitely playing Saturday. So I'm going to I'm going to roll on the under there. I'm going to go against that live moon and I'll go two extra points. I'll take All extra right. two and a half points, 132 and a half. Let's go under. All right. Higgs says 12 take, after dark. Take the under in the Washington State match. We'll be right back. Thanks, Higgs. It was great to talk to you as always. Take it easy. Bye. You guys. We'll be right back with more college basketball picks with Craig Trapp. Welcome back. Picks and parlays live on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, where we're with you each and every weekday from 4 p.m. Eastern Time, 1 p.m. Pacific, Monday through Friday, that would be, for your sports betting Jones. We're going to give you all the free picks you need to bet, win, and repeat, as we like to say at uh, Picks and Parlays. All right, Nikki, along with uh, the Plus Money Honey herself, Ali Burns. You can find her on Twitter at Plus Money Honey. You can find me at Nick Gieber. We'll have to get, you know, I thought we'd order it at a lower third for you, Ali. I thought, I thought it was in the budget. Yeah, we got I, it approved. Apparently not. I signed so I'll tell you off. what, let, let's bring in El Jefe, El Jefe Huapo. I got a bone to pick with you. Let's Trapp. ask him, Craig Trapp. Let's talk college basketball. But first, Craig, what's the budget for her lower third? Uh, producer Andrew must, uh, you know, be sleeping on the job today. I don't, I, that's the only thing I can imagine that why it didn't get put in today. I'll uh, take a lower quarter. Okay. Yeah. We'll give you a quarter. It's a, we're on an austerity plan. It's going to be cut in half. Okay. It's a six. We'll see. <laughs> All right. Uh, Craig Trapp, let's do some uh, college basketball rapido fire. Are you ready, sir? Uh, yeah. Three and a half, what? Three and a half, four weeks to March Madness and, uh, it's that time of year. you got to make your move if you're uh, these uh, ranked teams. All right. Well, let's start, shall we? The ACC, where Syracuse, the Syracuse Orange are going to visit the Louisville Cardinals. Syracuse 14-11, 11-14 against the spread. 6-4 in the last 10 on a two-game loser right now, losing to Florida State and NC State. Uh, they're 4-3 straight up, 6-1 against the spread on the road. They're 7-7 seven seven in conference. And the Cardinals, 21-5, 12-13-1 against the number. They're 8-2 in the last 10, though. They did lose the last two in a row. That after winning 10 in a row. So they cooled off a little bit, but they were very hot. They're, listen, at home, they're 14-1 straight up. They're 5-11 against the number at home. 12-3 in conference. Uh, Nickelberry won't play. I guess he'll be your Huckleberry. The total is 146, and they are big nine-point favorites, Mr. Trapp. Do we like that number? Do we hate it? Do we like the total? Do we hate it? Where are we going with this? <laughs> well, as good as Louisville has been as far as straight up is concerned this year 21-5 like you said at home they've just been eight and seven against the spread and five and five against the spread in their last 10 overall so it's not a team that has done extremely well at home or even recently against the spread whereas this Syracuse team has been money on the road six and one against the spread on the road mostly almost every one of those as big underdogs which we see them at almost a double digit underdog here and they're red hot as of late against the spread, seven and three against the spread. So I'm going to take Syracuse plus nine. I know Louisville's clearly the better team, but this is the year of the big upsets. And man, we have seen some monster upsets in, you know, in every conference, especially in the ACC. I don't know if Syracuse has enough to pull that outright, but I do think they cover yeah. and keep it in, uh, you know, eight, seven, eight points and cover this big spread. Yeah, the uh, Cardinals are good, but not good enough to make the number. Allie, what do you got? All right, I'm going to cruise us out to the Big East. I've got number 12, Villanova, 19-6. and six. They've won their last two. They beat Temple at Temple, 76-56. They're number three in the Big East, and that's how, that's how insanely good the Big East is, that you're 12 in the country and you're only number three in your conference. Top, the top five teams in that conference are ranked nationally. 
Um, they're 11, 12, and 2 against the spread, 8 and 4 in conference, 5 and 3 on the road, and they're cruising to DePaul. I really like DePaul, but they play in a horribly difficult conference. They're 13 and 12, lost 7 in a row, 9 and 6 at home, 1 and 11 in conference. I'm showing Villanova. Saw it open at minus 3. Now it's all the way up to minus 5, and the total's 141 and a half. What you got? Interesting game, you know, because DePaul, like you said, has had some close wins, um, even a, a couple upsets here, but then they have some scratch-your-head losses. And, you know, it's a young team that's trying to take that next step from going from a middle of the pack or, the you know, even the bottom half of the pack in a very good uh, Big East to, you know, a, a, a contender and contender year in, year out. Villanova, of course, on the other hand, Jay Wright has done what he's needed to do, two national championships. But this Villanova team on the road hasn't been great this year, just 4-3-1 and one against the spread on the road. I think you have to take the ball here getting five. I would wait until game time on this one. Like you said, we've already seen this line move by two. I see the action still pouring in on uh, Villanova with over 65% of the open tickets are already on Villanova. So I expect this line probably to get another half, maybe even a full point here. I like DePaul getting all the points here. I think, I think Villanova wins a close one, but it's much closer uh, than that opening line set at three. All right, DePaul and the points. I like it a lot. All right, Nick. All right, let's move along, shall we, since we're – Shuffling games are not going in order, Allie Burns. Let's go, shall we? I'm going to do the You're same. You're not the boss of me. I'm okay, not. That's true. Kind of All right, next up in our college basketball rapid fire is Tulsa versus Houston, the Golden Hurricanes. I won't make any jokes <coughs> there. I'm just going to leave it right there, okay? 17 and 8, 15 and 10 against what happens when it rains? 15 and 10 against the spread. They're 8-2 and two in the last 10. With uh, They won the last two in a row, beating East Carolina and South Florida. 5-5 five and five straight up, 6-4 and four against the spread on the road. 9-3 and three in conference. They've gone under in 9 of the last 12 games. And Allie, they're playing your team, the Houston Cougars. I went there. I I it's not my team in college. It's though. you, I isn't it? I went there, yeah. You're Houston Cougar. Yeah. Okay, that's, uh, okay, that's what I thought. They're 26-6. <laughs> She'll kill me afterwards. It's okay. They're 26-14-12 against the spread. They're 8-2 in the last 10. Uh, they lost the last game, though, to SMU 72-73. Look, they're 11-2 straight up at home, but they are only 7-6 against the spread at home, but they got a great record, 10-3 in conference. They've gone under in 9 of the last 11, and double-digit favorites here, um, uh, Mr. Craig Trapp, El Huapo. I know that rings some alarm bells in places uh, with a total of 128. Uh, you know, Tulsa have a good record, too, although their road record not that great. How do we like that 10.5 points? Well, what I do love about Tulsa, 8-2 and two against the spread, 8-2 yeah. and two straight up in the last 10, been playing a lot better. You know, obviously the American Conference may be a little down this year. Uh, you know, Houston and Cincinnati were much better last year. UCF was much better last year. Um, I think all those teams are just a, a step below where they were last year. I think Tulsa's actually way better than they were last year. I love getting the 10.5 points here. I think Tulsa keeps us way closer. And, uh, you know, I think, Ali, your Houston Cougars, they better be off uh, upset alert. This has been the year of the big upset. I could see Tulsa pulling it here, but at worst, I think Tulsa covers this big number. It's always a year of the big upset when you're the plus money, honey, okay? I rely on big upsets to make money. Um, all right. so we I totally agree. Tulsa kicks butt. I've been cashing on them all season. I never bet on U of H. Go ahead. What's next? Allie, what do you have on the docket? Okay, so I'm going to do K-State and Texas Tech. K-State's 9-16. and 16. They have lost five in a row. Uh, last one was at TCU, 68 to 57. They're two and ten in conference, one and seven at home, and they are 
10 and 13 against the spread. They're going to be playing Texas Tech. I love the Red Raiders, 16 and 9. They've won three of their last five. They are coming off a pretty close loss at Oklahoma State, 73 to 70. They're number three in the Big 12. They're trucking along, 7 and 5 in conference. Showing them double digits, though. Texas Tech minus 12. Totals 129 and a half. What do we think about this one? Well, anytime you see a total below 130, it, it sends alarm bells off in my head knowing it's going to be a low-scoring defensive battle because that's always the, the threshold for me. You see above 130, then it's it's just a normal game in college basketball, in, in my opinion. But when you see under, that tells you it's going to be low-scoring. Texas Tech, they were so good on defense last year. Not quite as good this year, but still, they hang their hat on that defensive end. Kansas State's not good offensively. I think this is an easy under 129.5. I'd get on this now because I think this number will drop to in the low 128s, and I'd still would play it then, but I obviously like it a little better at that 129.5 number. I think Texas Tech obviously easily wins this, bounce back after costing me some money this weekend when I bet on them uh, this weekend when they let me down, but I think they bounce back with a win here. Defensive battle, take the under. All right, the under in Texas Tech. Nick, All right. you. Next up with our college basketball rapid fire, it's Duke at NC State. The Blue Devils, 22 and 3, 13 and 12 against the spread. Listen, they're 8 and 2 in the last 10. They're coming off a, uh, they're on a seven-game win streak right now. Uh, they beat Notre Dame 94-60 at home. On the road, though, they're 12 and 2 straight up. They're 7 and 7 against the spread. Pardon me, that's at home, so I actually didn't get their road record, so I'm mistaken there. Ignore that, please. Uh, they are 12 and 2 in conference. I love to give you wrong stats. It, you know, it's always helpful. Uh, the total's gone over in eight of the last ten. And the Wolfpack, though, 16-9, and 12-12-1 against the spread. They are only 5-5 five and five in the last ten. They're only 50% uh, coming off a three-point loss away at Boston College. Now, at home, I can tell you that NC State have a great record. They are 11-3 straight up. They are 6-7-1 against the number. And they are, uh, you know, they are 500 in conference, 7-7. Uh, seven and seven. Uh, They've gone under in nine of the last uh, 11. Uh, Craig, I obviously wrote down the uh, home number for Duke rather than the away record. What is Duke's away record? Because Duke are seven and a half point favorites. Yeah. And I'm wondering with NC State having such a good home record, if that isn't a little overinflated. Well, Duke's seven and one on the road and four oh, okay. and four against the spread on the road. So they've been really good. I mean, they've been good both uh, home and away. They only have three losses and two of them are actually at home. Right. Uh, but I like this NC State team getting this many points. I mean, we have seen in the ACC this year and in the Big Ten, and home underdogs have been really good for betters. That's always the case, but this year even more than ever before. I think NC State uh, covers this 7.5. I think Duke coming off that blowout against Notre Dame maybe has a little letdown. Such a young team. And these young teams, they really struggle on the road away from home. They don't shoot it well either, uh, especially from the three-point line. I think NC State gives them a scare. I think Duke wins, but I think NC State – covers this big number, takes that seven and a half with the uh, NC State Wolfpack here. Lovely. That's what I suspected. All right, let's hand it over to you, Allie. What's next? All right, I've got one more for you. We're going to talk about Auburn and Georgia. We kind of touched on it a little earlier. Just a refresher, Auburn's number 13. They're 22-3, and 11-13 and 13 against the spread. They're averaging like 80 points a game and only allowing 71. It's really impressive. They are coming off that loss that we were talking about. But, I mean, this is Bruce Pearl. He's going to rally the troops. He's ready to win, and especially in a place like Georgia. UGA's 12-13, and 12-13 and 13 against the spread as well. They're averaging 76 points. They're allowing 75. That's not how you win basketball games. That's how you tie basketball games, okay? Um, they've lost four in a row. They're 2-10 in conference, 10-4 at, at home. 
Auburn's minus three and 150 is the total. Rolling with Bruce Pearl here, what do you say? Well, anytime you see a ranked team on the road and the line is always one, two, or three, you better like run for the hills. These are the games that should scare you to death because especially this year, these are when these teams get absolutely run. If you see that line, you know, four, five, six, I always feel way safer taking the road um, favorite. But when it's that one, two, or three, I just think it's very, very tough action. I do think Auburn wins. I do think they cover the three, but I wouldn't touch this one. What I would do is play the over here. I think Auburn, man, the way they shoot the three-pointer and the way they push the tempo, I think this one easily clears the 150. I think the total is a way safer play here. This Georgia team, you know, I think they'll get up for this game. I think they'll play really well early, keep it close enough to make sure we get our over here. Um, like I said, I just would avoid the spread because these kinds of numbers this year have been death to betters. One, two, and three as road favorites, especially ranked teams, highly ranked teams against unranked teams have been the death of us. So let's take the over 150. I think it's a much safer play. Okay, there you have it. Craig Trapp says over 150. Keep it safe. All right, so Bruce Pearl, I mean his mother. It's mother of Pearl, right? Mother of Just Pearl. Just saying. Okay. He was on The Bachelor last night. Like, sister from The Bachelor, they're doing hometowns, and she plays basketball for Auburn, and freaking Bruce Pearl is there in the Auburn Stadium and, like, meets Peter the pilot, and then, he, like, the meets, chicks. Meets, he meets the Pontius chicks, Pilot? Is this suddenly very religious? The I don't chick's know how we dad is his assistant coach, and, like, he, like, how do you? Ship it. I pick you. Let's go. Like, seats to Auburn Did games. I get to meet Bruce Pearl. Ugh. How do you even compete with that? What, yeah, what did I she just the say? Bachelor. I handed I mean, it she, she lost me there. I don't know. <laughs> All right. Did All you right. see Allie's hand? Allie's hand went into your went, went into your screen. She, do, do it again, Allie. Almost. Did, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, if you're I'm watching not us. You. I'm not if you, you. <laughs> you know, you know, Craig, this is becoming a hostile work environment. That's the only thing I gotta say. Tell him to put pants on, Craig. All right. It's weird. You need to watch this. If you're listening to us on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network, you need to watch this show on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter. We're having a lot of fun. We do every day, Monday through Friday, four PM Eastern, one PM Pacific. Craig Trapp, always a pleasure, sir. I will speak to you very, very soon. When we come back. We're going to recap all the picks in case you missed any of them. And never fear, if you did miss any of them, you can always catch the entire show right afterwards, either YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, or our podcast network, the Believe Podcast Network. But just in case you did, we're going to recap right after the break. All right, welcome back. Picks and parlays on the Sports Byline Broadcast Network. Nick Eber and Ali plus money, honey, burns. Now, we're going to recap the picks. Now, I know we didn't get officially the picks from Damien Omen Sosh, but I do actually remember them. So let me put it to you this way. I'm going to start with the uh, AL East that Damien gave us. Uh, he said the Yankees were going to obviously come in first, and I think he said they were minus 800 or something right. ludicrous he said like that. there's no value on No that. value. And yeah. he did say Tampa Bay were going to come second. He said he liked Boston also to finish in third place, but he thought they would do better than they did uh, last season at 84. I think he said 86 wins. Do you right. remember the he West? He said he likes the Astros. Yes, of course, except, again, no value in a minus 275. Uh, the A's, he liked that play. However, he agrees with me that the Angels are uh, less than stellar. Right, less than angelic. Although Brian Bittler, he likes the Angels and he likes Mike Trout. Yeah, so there Get you it. go. All right. Now, let's move on to some picks we do have for you. Let's start with uh, the Higgy Pop and his college basketball picks. Uh, Butler at Seton Hall. He said take Butler at six. All right, Auburn at Georgia. Take Auburn minus three. Uh, Providence at Georgetown. Take Georgetown Hoyas. 
a minus five. And Cal at Washington State, take that under 132 and a half. And then we had our patented college basketball rapid fire, 14 minutes to build your bankroll. Here were some of our fine picks we had. Syracuse at Louisville, take Syracuse plus nine. Duke and NC State, take NC State plus seven and a half. And K-State at Texas Tech, take the under 129. Oh, yes. also Auburn, take that under, or no, take that over 150. I think you better check your notes. It was over. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All right, we're with you back tomorrow. Same time, same place, same channel. In the meantime, follow us on Twitter. I'm Nick Eber. She's Pally Burns. Money, honey. And you can find us, picksandparlays.net, where we have loads of free picks for your edification. And, of course, our expert picks, they are awaiting for you to load them up in your shopping basket. Take them home and make lots of money. And when you do, of course, you will always learn, as you will every time, to bet, win, repeat. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.